Welcome back everyone to our High Five, where we're gonna highlight five awesome things that are happening in the life of our church. So let's jump into it. Up at number five, a team of people from one church returned from Nicaragua this past week. On this trip, they spent time sharing the gospel, serving the local communities, and encouraging our ministry partners there. High five guys to sharing God's love all over the world. In at number four, this past Saturday, over 400 men of all ages gathered at our Manchester outpost for the Iron Sharpens Iron Men's Conference. This day was full of workshops designed to encourage dads, husbands, leaders, and workers. High five to all those guys in the region growing as men of God. Here at number three, this past weekend marked the completion of Rooted Spring Semester 2023, and all participants gathered for a celebration dinner. The room was full of joy from having grown in their relationships with God and friendships within their groups. On behalf of One Church and rooted graduates from past seasons, we're sending this church-wide high five to all our rooted participants and praise God who roots us in His love. In at number two, in partnering with their local parks department, many people from our Franklin Outpost got together to donate and plant flowers at the Franklin Police Station this past week. What a sweet time of sharing God's love. High five Franklin to more times like these. And finally, up at number one, One Church is celebrating 15 baptisms from this past Sunday. This high five goes out to Gabby, Chuck, Jeremy, Kevin, Dan, Ashley, O'Neill, Chloe, Caitlin, Mark, Karen, Alex, Anna, Chris, and Melissa. We're so excited for how God will continue to work in and through you. Thanks for joining us for our high five, and I can't wait to celebrate with you in the next one. Man, as he was going through that, I love to just hear the list of names. Isn't it neat just to hear the list of names? People who, it's like today, today is the day I want to follow Jesus. I thought that was so awesome. Um, happy Mother's Day, everybody. What a day. Come on, give me, give me a little more of that. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Like, moms, like, where would we be without you? And, and I, know, I know that Mother's Day can come with difficult times as well, but I know we all had mothers or we all had ladies who stepped into our lives and, and they made an impact and they made a difference, and so we take this time to celebrate it. Um, and so we thank you, moms, for everything that you do, for everything that you are. In fact, I just want to pray for you as we get, get into this. Lord, thank you for... Lord, thank you for leading us, and thank you that you lead us through people. And Lord, there's, um, I, I recognize that sometimes Mother's Day can be hard um, for a number of reasons, but Lord, Mother's Day can also be a wonderful blessing. And so, Father, I thank you for the, the ladies that you put in our lives that, that have guided us and lead us and help us all along the way, and I pray that today might be a day that they can just rejoice in you. Um, it's your name we pray. Amen. So we're going through a series called City on a Hill. And we're really looking at many of the practices of the church. Like, what do we do as a church? Like, what does it look like to be a part of the called out people of God? Because we're not just talking about a local church. It's like, well, what does the church look like? And so we've been looking at these different practices. And what we're talking about today is prayer. And I would say, like, like beyond, like, like trying to get through a message or anything else, I'm, uh, my goal is for us to be a people who pray. Because there's power in prayer. Can I fully explain it all? Do I fully understand it? Like, no, I, I, I would hope not, because, because if we're talking to the most powerful being that has ever existed, then, then no, I don't want to ever get my mind around it. But at the same time, here's what I know, is that you are invited into prayer. You are invited to speak to God. 
which is amazing. Like whatever you're in, like whatever mess, whatever high, whatever low, whatever pain, whatever joy, like God is right there with you right now. And even at this very moment, like maybe you're carrying something, there's a burden. Maybe there's something that comes to your mind right now. Like you can give it to him. God, God, I, I, I just need you to speak into this and I'll be willing to listen. And so prayer, prayer is absolutely wonderful blessing. And so what would it look like if today you said, okay, I'm going to be a person of prayer. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to be a person who... who Scripture says that now we have access to the throne room of God through the curtain of Jesus that is his body, that now we, we can draw, draw into his presence with confidence, so let us do it. And so pray, be a people who pray. And that is not a guilt thing, that is a you get to thing, we get to thing. Like be a people who pray. I was talking about prayer and thinking about Mother's Day. I was, there was this moment when I was a kid where my mom always got up early in the morning to pray. And the truth is, I didn't really know what it was all about. It was, I was young enough that I remember, I remember the carpet was orange and the, the walls were blue and we had this really radically floral pattern. So it's early 80s is what I'm trying to tell you. And so I was pretty young at the time. And I'd ask my mom, I'm like, Mom, I know you get up so early. Um, I want to get up and pray with you. I don't, know what in, I don't know what inspired me for that, but I'm like, I, I would just like to do that. And I remember that morning I woke up with her. And we sat on the couch together. And the truth is, I don't, I don't know that she even remembers this. But I remember it. And I remember she started this conversation with God. And I'm like, this is weird. This is, like, I, I was used to, like, praying around the table. And I was used to, okay, I'm hungry. Let's, let's get this thing through and so that we can start eating. But then I started to realize, and it was at that moment. Again, I've never told her this, but she watches. So, Mom, thank you for this. Um, um, I realized, oh, this is something different than I thought. This is a, a listening, this is a conversation with God, and there's, there's some length to it, and there's some depth to it, and there's some time to it. I'm like, well, this is, this is interesting. And so we're going to talk about prayer and, and, and what prayer is. So, so the series I said is City on a Hill, and we have this memory verse that we say together. It's going to be up here on the screen. It's Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Um, it says that you are, the light of the, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. In fact, we, we read that with me. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world. And you might get tired from hearing this from me, but I will not get tired from saying it. It's like you are called to make a difference in the lives of the people that God has put in your life. Please hear me. Like, I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are, how smart you are, how dumb you are. Like, we are, we are called to make a difference, that, that that is the commission of the gospel. It's like, you have good news. The good news is that it's not by you. It's not by our works that we, we, we come into the favor of God. It's only what Jesus has done, and you think you're messed up, and the world thinks they're messed up, and, and Jesus says, no, I've come for that. I've come, I've come to, to remedy that, and so God puts us around people to share this message with them, and if you're like me, you have this question, well, well, well how, how do I do this? I, I, how can I be a bright light? You are called to be a light. We are called to be a light, and you're like, well, how can I be that? And, and the truth is, it only comes from being connected to the power source. Light, light needs power, right? We live on a dirt road, and in the middle of nowhere, which I love. And so when, when there's ever a storm or something, it's, it's a likely chance that our power is going to go out. And it happens at least a few times every seasonally. Like, it's always interesting because everything goes dark and you have all these, I look around in the darkness and there's, there's all these electronic instruments on that, on the wall and all these electronic devices that we have in our pockets and none of them are any good without any source of power. 
They just sit there. And I thought about how prayer, like, like, like he, he, I'm, I'm, we're stuck between these two things of like you are commissioned by God, like he wants to work through you to change your world. And you're like, well, how am I supposed to do that? I don't have the power to do that. I don't think I can do that. And what, what, what God says is, no, here's what we'll do. I will do this through you if you just stay connected to the power source, if you just stay connected to me. And the question is, well, how do we do that? And I think one of the primary ways we do that is by staying in prayer. You're like, I'm not sure if God can do something through me. I can tell you, he absolutely can do something through you. Because they connected to him. And the fun part is you get to see, oh, oh, whoa. I didn't expect that God could ever do that through my life and that life of someone else. We're going to look at a couple different prayers. We, as one church, one practice that we do together is we pray for one. That's why we call it one church. Like, it's built this idea that God wants to impact the ones of the people around us. And so we say, Lord, please give me every day one person to share your love with and my, my hope is that you've prayed that today, and if you haven't, will you all pray that with me? Right now, Lord, will you please give me someone to share your love with? And the idea is, it connects us to God. It says, God, I want to give you my day. It's so tempting for it to be my day, but I want it to be your day, and so, Lord, I want to connect with you. And as I connect with you, let it not be just my list in front of you. Let it be the things that you love, and so, so let me chase those things, and so we connect to God, and what happens when we connect to God, we start to find his heart. His heart is for people, and so, so for God so loved the world that he sent his son into the world that the world might be saved through him, and so, so God says, no, okay, okay, if you want to connect to my heart, you're going to love me with all your heart, soul, and mind, and then you're going to love your neighbor as yourself. And so it connects to people. Love God, love people. It's like, okay, I'm here. And so, God, I want to hear from you. And so I'm going to love you. And, and your love is for people. And so you obviously are sending me into the world to make a difference because that's what Jesus is doing. He's sending us into the world to make a difference. Um, and what happens is it ultimately meets his mission because his mission is that more and more people might come to know the freedom that he's offering that we get to be ambassadors of all this stuff. And so if you're like, okay, well, I don't really know what to pray for because that can be a dilemma sometimes in your life. And there's sometimes when you don't want to pray, right? There's sometimes, I don't know if you will admit that, but there's sometimes where you just don't know, you don't know what to pray or you don't want to pray. Well, there's something that you could pray is like, God, let me see who you want to put in my life today and give me an awareness for it. The disciples one day, well, they don't ask Jesus a lot of questions practically, but they do ask him this. They said, Lord, will you teach us how to pray? And Jesus teaches them how to pray and we call it the Lord's Prayer. On Mother's Day, I think I'll call it the mother of all prayers. Uh, the mother of all prayers, Jesus will say, this is how you should pray. It comes from Matthew chapter 6. He says, when you pray, and, 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 and here's, here, we, sometimes we read scripture and we're like, okay, well, this is how I have to do it every time. And, and I don't think that's what Jesus is trying to understand. He's trying to give us like a pattern. He's trying to give us some type of model. It's like, if you want to understand what prayer looks like, well, this is how you could pray. Um, because it's the beauty of prayer is like it can happen in many different ways. And so he says this. I'm going to paraphrase it. I might get some stuff wrong based on, you know, translations or whatever. Um, but he says, when you pray, you want you to pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, our Father who is in heaven, which is a profound thought when you think about that. Just this morning, I was thinking about the, the hour. Our, not just my father, it's like our father. Our father. And that's not about father, like, like there's this relational connection. Like, how, how crazy is that? Is that we have a relational connection with God that we say, our father, but then it goes to the next step, and, and you, you don't even realize sometimes how, how, how big of a leap happens next because it says, our father who's in heaven. So you have this relational thing, our father, but then you have this holy cow, he's holy God, like he is, he is in heaven, and so there is this personal relationship that I have with this all-powerful being, just in the first beginning words, is our father art in heaven. Now that's beautiful, right? 
Like there is the all-powerful source of the world, and, and scripture will say, you can actually call him daddy, which is kind of weird sometimes and interesting, but that's what the word Abba means. When Jesus says Abba, he's saying daddy. So, so how strange is it that, that the all-powerful God of the universe, we can call daddy, our father who art in heaven, may your name be set apart. Hallowed be your name. That's the word hallowed. It's got this kind of old churchy sound to it. Hallowed, I don't know. Hallowed ground, we sometimes say. This is hallowed ground, hallowed ground, we might say, but it really is the idea of set apart. And that is, Lord, may your name be set apart. Lord, may, may I recognize you as holy other. My Father is, who, who is in heaven, which, is, which means that I have this relational connection with the one who is able to, to help me in whatever struggle that I might be facing, that there is a power source that I have and a relational connection. Who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, may, may I recognize that you are set apart. Because when I recognize that God is bigger, that means I can recognize that he's sufficient to be able to help some of those needs I might be struggling with or be able to change our world that sometimes we get overwhelmed by. And so, Lord, may your name be set apart. May I set apart your name. Like when I go to school, may, may those who know me recognize that my life is to the one who is set apart, to the one who is different. Um, then it says this, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's a strange thing too. Your kingdom come. In other words, there is another kingdom. And we know the kingdom of the world, and we know the kingdom of kings and presidents and dictators. We know, we know that world. But what, what Jesus is saying is that there is another kingdom. There is another kingdom that exists. And what we are saying is, God, we want your kingdom to come, which, which we sometimes, I have sometimes thought in my younger days, thought, oh, Lord, I can't wait for heaven. But what Jesus is actually saying is, Lord, no, we want to see heaven on earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Which for me, like years ago, started to like blow my mind in terms of the church. It's like, no, the church is supposed to be the representation of God's kingdom breaking forth among people. So as we love each other and care for each other and serve one another and, and, and bear one another's burdens, then all of a sudden the kingdom of God starts to work and show itself on earth. You are the light of the world. You are a city built on a hill cannot be hidden. And so we pray, Lord, may your kingdom come in us. Lord, may your will be done in us. It may not always be happening outside. It may not be beyond us. But Lord, may, it, may your kingdom take its root in us. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, Lord. I'm going to trust you for today's provisions. And there are probably moments in your life where that has been a very serious prayer. Lord, I, I just need you to get me through today. It's the recognition is I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I'm going to trust that you are sufficient for the day. That, that tomorrow has enough problems for itself. But Lord, may you get me through this day. And I'm going to trust you through this, this day. And lead me not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, keep my eyes straight. And so really what I'm, what I'm working on is just to give you some helpful ways to pray. And so you can pray for one person. God, give me one person every day to share your love with. And if you're like, okay, I want to I pray, you can pray through the Lord's Prayer. You can walk through that. You can turn to Matthew chapter 6 and just pray that. You can think about it in, 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 you know, not, not locked into the strict verbiage of it, but to, to pray those principles. And then there's this part in Ephesians chapter 6. And we get something like this. Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, and he says, you know, I know in this world that, that th this kingdom of this world um, is a struggle. You turn on the news, and this world is a struggle. If you're political at all, like you turn on the news, and you're like, this world is a struggle. If, if, if. You get it. And what's ha what happens is it's, it's very easy in the midst of the struggles for us to make those struggles people. 
And even now, I, even now, like God could probably bring to, to our minds people and people groups that we struggle with or that, that to today. Like at this very moment, you're like, I can't take those people. They are driving me insane. And like, like and maybe it's work and maybe it's news and maybe it's all of this stuff. This, they, and, and so there's this struggle. But this is what he says in Ephesians chapter six. Uh, chapter six. He says, uh, but our struggle is not against flesh and blood. There's a battle and we feel the battle and we feel like we feel like there's something raging on. But there's this reminder that Paul says, he says, look, it's not a person. You're like, well, it is a person because I could name you or give you her name or I could give you his name. Of course, it's a person. And Paul will say, this is helpful. This is helpful to me. It's like, no, your struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's against spiritual forces. There are spiritual things going on in this world. And because there are spiritual things going on in this world, what it'll say in Ephesians chapter six. And again, this is another way you could pray. He says, because there are spiritual things going on in this world, and is there a mystery there? Well, yeah, of course there's a mystery there. Because if prayer is speaking to the spiritual God, the God who is spiritual, then yeah, of course there's going to be mystery. And that's okay. Because if there's not mystery, man, I don't know if I want it. If I can fully understand everything that's going on, then, then it's locked in my mind. As a prayer brings us into the spiritual thing, and Paul says, well, you've got to understand this, the struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's against spiritual forces, and it's okay. Well, if it's against spiritual forces, well, then how do I fight these spiritual forces? He says, well, we fight with different weapons. We fight with spiritual weapons, and so Paul will go on to talk about this. Okay, so you've got to put on spiritual armor. Okay, this is strange, spiritual armor. What are we talking about in terms of spiritual armor? There's spiritual things going on in this world. Um, and so in Ephesians chapter 6, he'll start to lay this out. We as a church, um, as, as leadership within the church, um, for the past couple years, we've been praying on the armor of God. And that's something that you could do. You go to Ephesians chapter 6, and you're like, okay, how do I put on the armor of God? And so this is Ephesians chapter 6. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, because they will come, those, those moments will come. The day of evil will come and the day of, of hardship and difficulty and you, that you might be able to stand your ground and that when you have done everything that you might be able to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith which, which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so Ephesians chapter 6, you could write it down. You're like, okay, I want to learn how to pray. I want to, I want to be a person of prayer. You can pray for one. You can pray for uh, through the Lord's prayer. Or you could pray on the armor of God. So what does that look like? I don't know. Wrestle through it a little bit. As I prayed, I said, Lord... May I put on the belt of truth, Lord. May I seek your truth and speak your truth today. God, there's going to be a temptation to betray the things that I believe. There's going to be temptation to, to want to go my own way or to make everybody else happy. But Lord, help me to seek the truth and speak the truth. May I put on the belt of truth. May I put on the breastplate of righteousness. Lord, guard my heart. Lord, guard my heart because when that thing gets wrong, it messes everything up. So guard my heart. Lord, let it be not by my righteousness, but let it be your righteousness, your spirit at work in me. Lord, make my feet ready. Lord, may everywhere I go, may your message somehow work through me. My feet fitted with the gospel of peace. Lord, if, if, my, if my feet go to school today, then Lord, may, may the good news of Jesus somehow carry me there. Lord, if, if I go to work tomorrow, may the good news of Jesus carry, go with me there. And so help me to put on the, the, the sandals fitted with the gospel of peace, the helmet of salvation. 
Lord, my mind. First off, Lord, help me to know every day that I stand in your salvation. Help me know, Lord, that my salvation is not in the things I do, but it's what you have done. And that I can rest assured in my mind that you are sufficient, that you are enough. But at the same time, Lord, may you, may you steer me. May you guide me. May you keep my mind and my eyes and my head on the right things. May, you, may, I, may I wear your, your, your helmet of salvation. May I take up the shield of faith. Lord, there's going to be arrows. And the arrows, the flaming arrows of the evil, they can come from, they can come in words of other people. They can come from so many different directions. And none of, have you ever been hit with an arrow during the day? And like, I wasn't expecting that. May I take up the shield of faith so that I'm able to be able to, to, to shield the flaming arrows of the evil one. And the sword of the Spirit. Lord, may I, may I know your scriptures. So that when things get tough, I might be reminded that you're with me. That if you're for me, then what can stand against me? That your strength is sufficient for me. That your mercies are new every day. Like, Lord, help me to know your scriptures. And, and so that's a way you can pray. You can pray for one. Lord, every day give me someone to share your love with. You can pray the mother of all prayers of Jesus. Lord, may your kingdom come. May your will be done in my life and in the world around us. You can pray on the armor of God. But prayer, prayer, prayer connects us to God because it helps us to know his will. Because you got to say, you got to, if I'm not connected to, to God's will, or then, then I don't know what else, but it's me that's steering me, right? And my will, <laughs> sometimes I think, sometimes I want my will to be done. And that's just plain stupid. Like, my will being done, man, that's, that's a recipe for a disaster. I've, I've gone those ways of, have you gone those ways of your will being done? And you're like, yes, my will reigns supreme. And they're like, whoops, I didn't mean to end up here. Like, so it helps us to know God's will. And so in the second part of Ephesians, we're just hitting a couple verses. It says, um, it says this in verse 18, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. We're in a spiritual thing. I know we're in a physical thing as well, and the physical is not bad. But we're also in a spiritual thing. And so if it's a spiritual thing, what Paul will say, he says, I want you guys to put on the full armor of God, and then I want you to pray in the spirit on all occasions. I want you to be a people of prayer. And so what is prayer? Well, prayer is... Prayer is certainly talking to God, which is often our working definition of it. We tend to be the talkers in the side of the thing, but prayer is also the listening to God. And, and I do think the moments when we're able to stop talking sometimes and just stand in that awkward silence, because I will admit, sometimes it is awkward silence, and sometimes you're like, I can't hear a darn thing. And sometimes you're like, man, I'm, I, I end up making grocery lists, and I end up doing all those things. And, and, and you're like, okay, fine, whatever. Let them be distractions for a moment, but don't let them take you off the course of, of being available and ready to listen to God. And so prayer is this talking to God, and it's listening to God, because communication is always working both ways. And so why do we pray? Because God wants to hear us. There's this passage in Deuteronomy that says, it's talking to the nation of Israel. It's like, what other nation in all of creation has a God who is near to them? who's willing to hear their prayers when they pray to him. And so there's this promise that God gives you, which is strange. It's like, I will hear your prayers. And sometimes you think, oh, there's no way God can hear my prayers. I'm just, just, I'm just me. And so Paul says, you know, I want you to pray in the spirit on all occasions. 
And he goes on to kind of give this list. He says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and all requests. And so there's a couple things here that I, I just noticed on all occasions, in good times and bad times. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions, when things are good and when things are bad. And it's, it's funny, you can go both ways, right? Sometimes things are going good, and you're like, ah, I don't need any prayer anymore. I'm smooth sailing. Sometimes things are going so bad, you're like, man, God, I don't even want to talk to you at this moment. And so it's funny how it can go both ways sometimes. Pray on all occasions. Highs and lows, ups and downs. Uh, it says, uh, pray with all ki- in all kinds of ways. It says, in all kinds of ways. There's all kinds of requests. So you can pray in so many different ways. We, we get so locked sometimes into to what we know that we forget the things that God might want to show like, we can, pray through, we can pray through song. We can pray through speaking out loud. We can pray in silence. We can pray in journaling. We can pray. One of the ways a couple years ago was just reading through the Psalms because a lot of those are prayers. And so you just, you're like, you're like I don't even know where to start with prayer. Pick up the book of Psalms and just start reading through them. And not just reading them, but at the same time making them your own prayers. That's a, it's a kind of a neat way, practical way to do it. And so pray in all different types of ways. Be in conversation in all different types it says, with all kinds of requests. It means you can bring anything before him. Prayer not only connects us to God so that we can know his will, but prayer connects us to people. Because we care about people's needs. That's what Paul goes on to say. And so remember, he's talking about, we're in something here. And I will tell you today, Mother's Day 2023, we are in something here, right? We are in something here. And so there's spiritual things going on. There's spiritual forces, and they're hitting your life, and they're hitting my life. And, and how, do you, how do you combat spiritual forces? Only by spiritual means, right? And so he says, and so pray in the Spirit on all occasions, making all kinds of requests before God because he wants to hear you and he wants to know you. But then he talks, starts to talk about and pray for each other. It's interesting. I hadn't really thought about this through, through this before this week, but usually when people were putting on armor, they couldn't put it on by themselves. They had to have other people helping them put it on. And I thought about prayer and how, yeah, we can pray for our own lives, but we also can pray for each other. And so this is what he goes on to say. He says, with this in mind, be alert and keep on praying for all the Lord's people. With this in mind, with what in mind? That life is hard. That life is difficult, that there is real pain, that there is real joy and victory, and there is real defeat, and that there, is, there are spiritual forces mounted against us that we don't see all of the time. And so with this in mind, keep on praying. So, so be persistent in it. Be, be consistent in it. Keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. And so um, what's interesting is to pray for people, not against people. You ever, don't raise your hands, but... You ever prayed against someone? Lord, I just want them to get, I just want you to get what they, what they deserve. Now, Scripture will say it's better to do that than actually giving them what they deserve uh, to, to bring it before God. But, but, man, it's a sad life if all of our prayers are like, Lord, just please get them, Lord, knock them out, or whatever. Um, but instead, he says, no, pray for all people. And be praying for all people with this in mind. And so when we pray for people, we've got to be mindful. We're going to be mindful of like, okay, life is hard. That coworker, like, you don't know their story. You know pieces of it, but you don't know their childhood. You know what might be happening at home for the fellow classmate. Like, you don't know what's going on in their life. And so at least be mindful that, that you have a finite, like, understanding of what in the world someone else is going through. And so be mindful. 
But not only mindful, be alert, particularly if you're praying for people. I've noticed this when I started praying for one, like in a very specific way. It's like when you, when you start praying for another person, and, and God, give us those people right now. Like whoever comes to your mind right now, if you, I will almost, I, 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 can I promise? I will promise you this. It might, it might, might not work, but I will promise. <laughs> I don't know if that even makes any sense. Um, when you start praying for that person, you'll be more alert to what is going on in their life. You'll be more prone to saying, I wonder if there's a way that I should be contacting them or reaching out to them. Because all of a sudden, you're praying for them, and all of a sudden, they're on your heart, and God's at work in you too. And so he can start to work through their lives, and so be alert. And then lastly, be persistent. This has happened to me too. Um, you really have someone in your mind. and Maybe in a moment like this, God gives you like, this is who I'm supposed to pray for. And you start praying for them like you're rubbing the magic genie and all of a sudden their life is going to turn around. As soon as you start praying for them, like they are just going to have all of these things start to happen in their life and then three years later you're like, ha, this ain't nothing happening. This isn't working. I cannot be the only one in this room who has ever experienced that. And yet sometimes I wonder if they're praying for them. I know that what God calls us to do is never lost. In fact, he can do something in us even as we are praying for them. And I would say that even in the midst of what might seem like years and years and years of a hardness of heart, it only takes a moment for God to transform it and change it. And so be persistent. And finally, prayer connects us to the mission. We live to share good news. I love this part because it convicted me a couple of years ago. Because Paul asked the church at Ephesus, to pray for him. And if you're like me, some people are built where they want to help everybody else, but they have a hard time asking help for themselves. And yet, if God wants to change your school, and if God wants to change your work, and if God wants to do it through you, if we really are a people who are about the mission, then I think we can ask other people to pray for us. And so this is what Paul says in verse 19. He says, pray also for me that whenever I speak, think about, think about asking someone to pray this for you. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I might fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might declare it fearlessly as I should. Prayer connects us to the mission. We live to share the good news. And if we want to share the good news and there's a spiritual battle going on in the lives of people around us and we're like willing to take that step spiritually armed into it and to be willing to ask for other people to pray for us because we, we know that we know that addiction is real we know that emotional difficulties that people go through, depression and suicidal thoughts is real. I mean, I started a list, but the truth is you know the list, and you're like, I don't know how to combat any of that. Well, the only way I know how is to say, okay, God, use me. And to ask other people to pray with us and for us, to, to work in us, to fearlessly proclaim the good news of Jesus where he sends us. 
And so maybe part of the conviction today is to be asking other people to pray for you with a missional focus and a different missional mindset. And the only reason we can do any of this, the only reason we have access to the throne room of God is because of what Jesus has done. And so the other practice that we do together is communion. And it's in communion that Jesus, we have this little thing of juice and a little thing of, I don't know if it's bread or not, but but Jesus says, um, this is my body given for you. And this is what he tells, this is what he wants your friend to know. This is what he wants your one to know. That he was willingly crucified for them. Which I know sounds weird sometimes when we, when we say it to someone who maybe has never heard it before in that way. That, that Jesus gave his flesh for you. He, he was willing to become a baby. And then be nailed to a cross for you. And so Jesus says, whenever you do this, do this in remembrance of that. Do this in remembrance of me. We take to the king. They took the juice. And I can't imagine it was nearly as difficult for him to open. <laughs> he says, this is my blood poured out for you. Whenever you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Will you stand with me? Maybe today's a day where you need prayer. Man, I really want to be people who, who pray for one another. And it doesn't have to be coming down in the front to get prayer. It doesn't have to mean going in the back to get prayer. But if in your life you feel like you need prayer, if you need someone to join with you in whatever the battle might be, please find someone in your life that can pray with you. Please find someone in your life that you can be praying for, that you can stand alongside. But if you do need a moment, if you do need the structure that God is saying, no, I, I want you to, I, I want this moment in your life. Dan will be down here, I'll be in front, Lori will be in back, and if that's something that you you want to respond to today that is available and if if today's the day that you want to give your life to Jesus and, and take him as your Lord and Savior and be baptized into him there's water over here and there's no reason to delay I'm going to pray Lord prayer is a strange thing that I can be praying right now and all of these people can be praying right now. Lord, it's a powerful thing because not only do you hear them all, but you are able to respond to them all. Father, there are real spiritual things in this world that we don't fully understand. But on our best days, we realize that we are not the solutions to them. That we need you. So Lord, we thank you for your presence and your provision. We thank you that you are here to hear our prayers. It's in the name of Jesus who gives us access into that throne room.
Amen. Where you are, Lord, I. 